0: Welcome back to The Hustle Podcast. Today I'm here with a new friend of mine, Ryan Wilson. Ryan actually came to our office and we're recording in person, which is kind of cool because it's been a long time since we've done that. Ryan is a product designer at Alaska Airlines. He's based in Seattle, Washington. He's on the Day of Travel team, which he'll talk a little bit more about, and was previously a Coast Guard, studied philosophy, was a greenskeeper, was an arborist, studied to be a therapist, and was a musician or is a musician he's all about being a forever student and I hope we can have a really cool conversation about what that means. Hey Ryan, what's up man? Doing well. How are you? I'm doing good except for this hot room we're in right now. Oh yeah. I could do without that.
1: I don't know. I, uh, I'm really liking Texas right now. That's all I got (laughs) to (laughs) say.
0: Well, you're a Texas boy. You're from. So
1: I was born in Dallas and then, uh, kind of moved all over East Texas, but I like to consider myself being raised in Houston. I mean, that's kind of where I, it's probably the best part of my childhood. Um, and so I'm really glad to be back. It's been a blast so far and it's its an honor to be here, really.
0: Well, it's its great. I'm, I'm glad you found some time to visit Austin. There's a lot of cool things going on here and I'm glad you're able to make it down, down here. Yeah. Yeah. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, like Ryan, the designer, tell us about your role at Alaska and what you've done in the past leading up to that.
1: Okay. Yeah. So right now I'm a product designer at Alaska, as you mentioned, and I work on the day of travel team. And what that involves really is kind of, we work on all the digital touch points that our guests interact with within their day of travel. So that includes mobile apps, kiosks, exit screens, and some pieces of the .com website. Before this, I worked at a few startups. I also worked at a, a creative agency. And truth be told, like I've done many different jobs, but it has all led up to this point where I'm I am now. And it's been a blast thus far.
0: We were talking last night about service design and how working for an airline is like the perfect sort of pot for that all these things to come together because mm-hmm. it, it's like it's a whole it's an entire experience. Yeah. Digital, physical, with big brands like that, people have emotions towards. And did you intentionally seek out this job at Alaska to work on those kinds of problems? Or did you just kind of stumble into it and realize how awesome that opportunity is?
1: The second. So, yeah, I I kind of, someone reached out to me and I was like, oh, yes, I would love to meet with the team and the, and the, the leadership there and, you know one thing after the next, here I am. And, uh, it's, I'm really grateful to be where I'm at right now because like you mentioned, the problems that we're working on are quite complex. So it makes them a lot of fun. And I, and it just seemed like, you know, dropping the hat, like I just got lucky.
0: Yeah, it is pretty cool. I think, I, I mean, just, just being totally candid, like if this fun size thing never works out, I'll probably seek out a challenge like that with a similar type of company, someone with a really, really big problem that extends across digital and physical and, mm-hmm. and everything. Although it seems like a, an amazing thing. And it's kind of cool to be able to do that in a place like Seattle, too, I bet.
1: Yeah. I mean, Seattle's a great city. Um, it's really growing at a fast pace right now. And Alaska's really, I mean, it's a homegrown airline, right? Like, every, it has a great reputation in the community. And we, we kind of have the reputation of being a family. And with that, you know, any, time I tell someone like, Hey, I work at, you know, I'm a designer at Alaska airlines. They're like, Oh, I love Alaska. You know, they really take care of their people and, um, they really, you know, I really love flying them. And so that's kind of what I have felt working there. Um, I feel like a part of a family and that, I mean, it's really hard to, uh, compete with that. So why do people love Alaska airlines? I think it's because, well, we, we put a lot of effort into caring about our guests. And I mean, even more so recently, where we're really kind of, we're proactive in trying to understand how our guests think, how they, what are their attitudes, how do they behave? And I mean, ultimately, as an airline, we fly people from point A to point B, and we want to be the greatest at that. And so how do we do that and run a business at the same time? Yeah. But I think the guests feel that I think they feel that we care for them and that we care not only just to run a business, but we want them to have a good time when they're flying.
0: That's awesome. I mean, I, I mean my first experience flying Alaska was when I was actually interviewing for a job in Seattle. A good buddy of mine, the guy I was talking to you about last night, Nick mm-hmm. Fink was mm-hmm. running, running an agency called blue flavor. And I was considering moving there. And um, I remember this, like, I'll, I'll never forget this. I took off from Seattle really early in the morning, like really early, but I connected in Portland. And by the time that we were taking off in Portland, the sun was coming up and I saw the mountains and, wow. you, know, you know, like, I don't remember which mountains, but like <laughs> the the fucking, I'm sorry, excuse my language, the, the awesome ones, right? Yeah. And, um, and then very shortly, it was the first time I ever flown Alaska and very shortly after someone comes by and I look at the menu. And it's like Starbucks coffee, craft beer. Like what is going on? It can't here? get better than that. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Yeah. We want to keep that yeah. too. Yeah. Okay. So uh, a few questions for you. Alaska Airlines. How old is the design organization there? Well, that's a good question
1: because I mean, I've been there almost a year. I'm not too familiar with the age of the design org. Um, I know that it has been scaled within the last year. And our director has done a fantastic job, like bringing in some great talent. I and mean, she's really been spearheading for us to be empathetic. So when when I talk about like as, as an organization, we care about what our guests think and, and feel. She's been a big part of that, which is really kind of teaching us to speak for the guests in every meeting that we're in. Right. if we're just talking to product, if we're talking, talking to engineering, it's really kind of being an advocate for the guests at the basic level. And with that, we got to find out what it is they are feeling and what they are thinking. So she's really done a great job in, in kind of spearheading the research program at Alaska. And, um, and now, so now we have a team of researchers that are dedicated to really understanding our guests and, uh, how we can do best by them.
0: It's awesome. So you've been there for a year. What can you tell us about what you're working on? I mean, I, I know you can't divulge any secrets or talk about anything specifics, but paint a picture of what your life there is like. What kinds of things are you are, are you working on?
1: So right now, we are we're kind of looking at well the day of travel experience holistically. So in my mind, I think like well we have all these digital products. But in essence, you know, we provide a service to our guests. And so how do these digital products support that service, essentially? So we're, we've been doing a ton of research on this last year. And with that comes like, well, what, you know, what, how does that inform strategy moving forward? And so I think for me, like, we really care to tackle the mobile apps, like, how can we do a better job in being more contextually relevant, with our apps and how we can be proactive and servicing information to our guests. And instead of having them trying to, to find it, to seek it out. Right. I mean, that encompasses a lot. I mean, that means us partnering with the ops team, the, the customer experience team. And so essentially we have this huge space, this problem space, and we, we all have to communicate, right? We all have to kind of be on the same page. It's like, we want to be consistent. Um, We want our guests to have that consistent experience So it's really looking at the digital ecosystem that we kind of design for, and then also how does that? How do we partner with the airport, and what goes on at the airport?
0: Right. Okay. So day of travel, I assume, like in my dinosaur brain, that means like you wake up in the morning, and it's it's probably all the things associated with what you're about to do, like oh reminder, oh your flight is boarding in this time, or uh, hey, like there's a delay and that's probably a lot of that's probably digital right but there's probably also analog parts of that day of travel experience like let's say correct me if i'm wrong but i would assume that that day of travel means oh your flight's canceled please call us like cuz that's part of that like exactly so how as a designer on things like that things that are in the physical like and that's not physical it's customer service how are you able to affect how the person on the other phone like thinks about that day of travel, like, are, like, what is that like? I don't know. I, well, I'm- I mean, you nailed it. Like we have to take into account
1: and and really kind of survey what it is that happens when we have cancellations, when we have delays, when we have diversions right? and how do we communicate best to the guest when those scenarios happen? So with travel, as you know, I mean, it's, I mean, there are, you have expectations from the start, but within that, you know, like, hey, it could go wrong, you know, and how will the airline respond when things don't go according to plan? You know, we're we're trying to take into account all these scenarios that the guests can go through. And that's that's quite a large problem space, right? So that involves multiple teams across the airline. Like, how do we, we got to communicate with them because you have a lot of legacy technology that plays a role in how we respond to these uh, events. So I would say like most part as a designer, we're we're kind of forward thinking and we're always trying to, so we're trying to map out the experience at every level and then at every scenario. And that takes a lot of time. But ultimately once we're kind of have a, a, a blueprint of how all of this works and what are the special case scenarios, then we can really start thinking, well, how do we communicate to our guests when these things happen?
0: Awesome. I mean, we we don't have enough time to even talk about all this. We'll have to continue over at Happy Hour. But this is just so awesome, right, to me because someone that flies a lot, you know, I have deep feelings about these things when I fly a certain airline. Mm. It's it's a both digital, physical, and in everything, right? A couple of questions for you though. Okay. When does day of travel end? Like, what's the what is the where is the end of that journey that your team? focuses on
1: so it's usually at the uh, destination airport, right? So if you were to think of it, um, it's twenty four hours prior to check in, and then to once the guest arrives at their at the destination. I mean, there's a lot that I mean that's kind of like I guess surface level way to look at it, but what you know, as designers, we're thinking like, well, what about the return journey, right? Like we're looking at the departing trip and the return trip, and then what is that. You know, what does that look like? And yeah, so really it's kind of, it's, it, it actually really compasses a lot. Yeah. And that's what we're also trying to nail down is this is the, this is kind of the scope, but you know, there's a lot that can go on in that. And is that even the, the right way to slice and dice it? Right. But the, I mean, these are, these are things that a lot of great people are working on and, and really trying to understand.
0: Awesome. All right. Another question. And you can just say no to any of these if you don't want to answer them. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> but I just had, you, know, uh, you know, what does success look like to you guys? Is it taking a lot of time and doing something really big and then saying, hey, this is, it's done. Or is it like incremental and constant improvement? Like how do you measure the success of the things that you, that you design? That's a great question. So, I mean, we operate in an incremental fashion,
1: right? So we're always trying to improve. I mean, that's one reason why we kind of built a research team is is to figure that out. Like, what does success look like for us? I mean, there's the business side of it, right? We know what success looks like from a business standpoint. Right. But what does success look like from a designer standpoint? And, and like, I think the airline cares for this too, or actually I know they do, is, is we want to give our guests the best experience possible in terms of flying them from point A to point B. And generate that loyalty, right? Like, you're just not cattle. You're you're a human being. We care about you, and we want to give you the best experience when you
0: travel. Awesome. Again, and point me in a different direction of those other things you want to talk about. But I'm really interested in this stuff. Is there a specific target audience that you focus on? I mean, like an airline is a is something everyone flies. So right? I mm. like, you know, mothers, business people, like everyone, every, every human being flies. And of course all kinds of people fly Alaska or any other airline. Mm-hmm. But is there a specific type of uh, traveler that you guys are focusing on more than another, or are, you, or are you trying to solve these problems for everyone? I think it's the latter.
1: So, you know, I won't go into detail, our personas, but, or the profiles that we've developed, but you know, we, we care about everybody. We care about everyone. And oftentimes what happens is if we're designing for the business traveler, a lot of the value that they're going to get, everyone else is going to get that too. True. Right. And so it's kind of like that top down approach. However, recently I've been really thinking about like those first time flyers, like that's the moment where you can capture that loyalty. Oftentimes, right? It's like that first time flying, or that for your, this is your first experience with Alaska Airlines. How do we capitalize on that? Yeah. So it, the range is quite; it's wide, right? Like we want, we care about everyone. Yeah. But you know, as businesses do, we have to target our work to certain personas to be successful to them. Yeah, it's right? always
0: it's always like uh, there's very few businesses that can actually say we sell to everyone. Yeah, you know, like it like especially from my side of the table, because like we're talking to a client and we ask, well, who are your users and What do they care about? And if, some, if most companies say, oh, yeah, we're everyone where they, their typical response to that is, no, you're wrong. <laughs> but like a business like this, it's true. Right. Yeah. Like, it affects a lot of people. And that, I think that's really interesting. OK, uh, another question. What are the biggest challenges that you have faced in the year that you've been there and what are some of the things that you're the most proud of? So I think as a designer, well,
1: I mean, we have a seat at the table and you hear this a lot, right? But it, it's, it's true at Alaska. Like we have, I think, well, I mean, we have proven ourselves to care and, and that we, we care about, you know, we have to work with product. we got to work with engineering. we got to work with executives And they see that we have their best interest in mind and that we also have the guest's best interest in mind. Right. So one thing that we've really been working on is just how do we communicate? How do we bring value when we have seat at the table? Like and and this I mean, this speaks to a conversation you had recently about getting to understand what is the business and how does the business function.
0: Yeah, just to chime in there, he's mentioning a recent episode of the podcast with Greg Story from USA talking about how important it is for designers not to just empathize with their users and customers, but empathize with the business organizations that they're working with internally. So listen to that if you want to check it out. Yeah.
1: And so that's because we have a seat at the table. We have to take into account those business decisions and we have to be really knowledgeable of them, right? And all the business rules that go along with the features that we release, um, which are quite complex oftentimes. So, I mean, that's one thing I'm I'm also very proud about is that we've really kind of come together as an organization and learned how to work together and develop trust. So I think that's one, that's a huge piece of being a designer is developing trust. Oh, my God.
0: Um, <laughs> absolutely. Like, I, that's what I talk, like, my role, and I do a lot of sales, I talk about that all the time. This is something that that is big. Yeah. It's big. It, and trust isn't, it's hard, you know. Like it can be hard. It and, takes a lot of time. Uh, I think it's really important. I don't even want to like. I'm I'm too scared of talking about this because I feel like I'll derail the conversation. But developing trust is huge. But there's no doubt that once you develop that trust, there's the opportunities become endless. Right. You know, you get you you can't just go into a new job or a new client thinking, oh, we're gonna come in and like totally change the world for you and you just got to trust us like no trust has to be earned and when you earn trust then you know just like any other situation whether you're a kid or like a new employee or an agency like you have to earn the trust and then you get to do stuff with that trust and and you have to do things to to build that trust like it just doesn't happen that you have to develop ways of working and um right. so this leads me into uh one of the other questions i was going to ask you about alaska how do you guys do design there? Just generally speak, like the design organization, like how do you guys do design? What's the cadence look like? How do you structure the work? Like what, I mean, what, I mean, is there anything you want to talk about there? I mean, if that's not interesting, we talk about something else. Well, I mean, when I think of design at Alaska, I work with a lot of great people. I mean,
1: they're people that teach me and they they help me grow as a professional, as a designer. And watching them work has really helped me out in the last year, like the, th- the things that I've learned have been things that I didn't expect that I would learn. And I attribute that to my team and also others that I've worked with within
0: other disciplines. But probably I mean, a reason why you guys have trust if that sort of stuff is happening.
1: Yeah. And um, I mean, we care a lot about research. So what's cool about being a designer at Alaska is that we're given the opportunity to do a lot of research, um, which from what I gather is not, you know, doesn't happen very
0: often, right? It sucks to say this, but we work with so many companies every year and some are really good about it, but some aren't. And you know, that's just the way it is.
1: Yeah, I mean, with me in particular, like my my counterpart Lana, she's a senior product designer at Alaska. I mean, she's she's brilliant and she's really has helped me open my eyes in a lot of ways in terms of how to conduct research and really using design thinking and applying it to everything. So we, we test, you know, we're always looking to validate and invalidate our, our assumptions. And then once we, you know, we kind of get close and then we're like, okay, we feel confident that we can move forward with a solution. So how I like to think of it is, you know, we put a lot of effort, we front load the research instead of backload it. So if you do all that work up front, mm. I think, it's more probable that you're going to be successful, right? It's it's more about the process than it is the final product because we iterate, right? So we can always change it. If we if we did all that work up front and then we we release a feature and we find out that it wasn't successful as we hoped, well, we can just go back and realize like, well, there was a moment where we did everything we could in our power to come up with the best solution. But then it's just, you know, as the science goes, oftentimes we're... We're rattled, and we're just like, well, maybe we have to change course. What's the team structure look like? We have UI designers, we have product designers, and we have researchers. As product designers, we're oftentimes, you know, we kind of live in the research world. We do some UI, and we, you know, primarily do UX.
0: So so let me stop you there just just to make sure I understand. This is really interesting because every organization is different. What I heard was that product designer at Alaska means generalist. Yes. UI designer means specialist. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Um. Awesome. Yeah. And,
1: and which I really, I really enjoy, to be honest, because I can learn each of these disciplines and just get better over time, right? Yeah. Yeah. We have quite a large team and um, it's a great group of people that really care to do a great job and to do best by the guest.
0: Awesome. Yeah. I mean. Anyone that hasn't flown to Alaska should definitely check it out. So back to you, back to you, Ryan, and being a lifelong learner in these Mm -hmm. things. How did you get into design? How would you recommend someone that wants to get into design to get in design? And what's really necessary to get that first real job?
1: So how I like to think of it is, you know, my life has consisted mostly of two steps forward, one step backwards. And it wasn't a direct shot from school to design. That being said, throughout that in, in my entire life, you know, I, I guess that's an overstatement. But since like fourth grade, I've been a musician, right? So I'm a, I've i been an artist at heart. And I started a family at a young age. At oh, what age? Let's see. 21. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, with that came a lot of responsibility. And, you know, I had pursued many different careers. But the thing I always wanted was, how do I, how can I get paid to be creative? How can I get paid to be an artist? Because I, I couldn't be a rock star. I tried. It didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> like every other musician or most. And so, you know, with that came, you know, a family member had kind of encouraged me. He's like, hey, Ryan, you know, you're a musician, you're an artist, you're a creative guy why don't you check out this like web design stuff? Your brother. My brother-in-law. Brother-in-law. Uh, yeah. Okay. Is um, he a designer? He is a director of product okay. um, right now at Squarespace.
0: Oh. Yeah. Okay, so...
1: Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Uh, great guy. He, he kind of helped me, like... You know, he
0: encouraged me to get into the industry. Yeah, and how do you not listen to someone who's doing that? Yeah, right?
1: yeah. I mean, yeah. And, and that's... I mean, the rest is kind of history. I, I started taking online tutorials, reading books, and then really, really trying to understand web design and front-end development. And one thing led to another, you know, where I felt confident in this space. And then I just started applying to jobs in Seattle and got picked up by a startup. And, you know, slowly been working my way towards design uniquely. Yeah, it's, it's been great. I,
0: I mean, so now I get paid to be creative. So it's like, it's the best job. Well, I imagine that the definition of creative has changed, right? Because I'm sure I'm similar, right? Like I, I got into design because I was into like copying, pasting stuff out of magazines and making punk rock zines on Xeroxes, and like I was interested in skateboarding graphics. Mm. I also wanted to get paid for being creative, but my definition of creative changed. Like I realized, well, it's just not full freedom creativity. It's about business, right? Which is interesting, but I, 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 I still think that designers, even though We're in business now. We have to find ways to be like totally creative. And we were talking about this a little bit yesterday evening about young designers, people Mm -hmm. whether they have a a formal education, design or not. Like it's really hard to get that first job. Really hard, yeah. Because there people now realize that this is a career path. People are teaching design skills in high schools. People are teaching design in junior highs. Some people go to, like, get their master's degree. Like, some people are career switchers. Like, how do you get that first job? I mean, what, like, how do, what makes someone stand out? Like, if you're interviewing someone in Alaska, what makes someone stand out? So what comes to mind is, are you in it to win
1: it, right? So when you're interviewing someone, and you know they're, they're, they don't have a ton of experience. Maybe they went to school, but you can tell they have worked really hard, to do the work that they've done that they're showing you and that they're, they're trying their best to present it to you. And they should, and they also show um, confidence in that, I mean, you know, and as like, as with all interviews, you know, you can be a little nervous, but you can tell when someone's really in it to win it. And so I, I think it, a lot of it comes with grit and attitude. Like, you know i've done x y and z i've volunteered i'm i'm trying to learn and grow and yeah you know i haven't had that first job yet but i'm i'm really trying hard i'm really trying my best and i think in interviews you can you can see that and you can hear that i agree yeah that's it yeah
0: all right so you get that first job you build a career you do the thing you know you realize oh well, it's not just about freeform creativity. I have to be a good designer. I have to listen. I have to be empathetic with people I work with and with my users or customers, whatever language you use. Like how do you continue to learn? Like how does Ryan continue to learn as someone that feels strongly about constantly getting better?
1: So as I mentioned earlier, like I feel like I get to learn every day at work because of the people I work with. I don't do well with boredom. When I get bored, it's a huge problem for me, (laughs) just to be honest. And so, you know, regardless of what I do at work, I'm always looking for ways to improve myself outside of work. And that means reading, and that means listening to podcasts like this one. Um, Thanks for being a listener, by the way. Oh, yeah. I mean, as I mentioned earlier, you know, this podcast, I remember listening to it four years ago. Um, If it was that long ago, it was a while ago. And I thought, like, I want to do what they do, and that has gotten me to where I am because I listen to people like you and the agencies that you work work in. And so, yeah, I mean, it really—I, I'm a lifelong learner. I mean, I, and and that keeps me from being
0: bored. At what extent are you willing to not be bored? Like, uh, you you have a family, and a and a second baby on the way. But congratulations. Thanks. But what extent are you do you pursue that? Like at the extent that you will take things home and work at in the night or mornings, like, I mean, do you find a way to mesh it into and mold it into the things that you're doing in the daytime? Like, how do you do that? Because yeah. let's face it, when you're young and you don't have a lot of responsibility, it's really easy to learn a lot of things. Uh, because you know, instead of like drinking at night with your friends, you're, you know, you're learning a new skill on YouTube or whatever. Mm -hmm. But when you have family uh, and a serious day job, it's hard. How do you, how do you do that? How do you make time to learn? You have to make time to learn. So you have to make it a part
1: of your routine. Um, What that looks like for me is, you know, after my son goes to bed and I take that time to dedicate to reading I mean, you know, I have to mix it up, right? So one evening I'm watching Mad Men. The other evening I'm reading a book (laughs) (laughs) or listening to a podcast. I mean, you know, I commute into Seattle. I live about 40, uh, it's like 25 miles away. And so when I'm on the bus, I'm listening to podcasts. Or audio books. Right. I can't read on the bus because I get car sick. Yeah. Emotion sickness. So so that's unfortunate. But I can listen. I can listen to books. I can listen to podcasts. So I, I find those moments within my day to learn. And then I always think about how can I apply what I'm learning to my job? So suppose I read, you know, a book here, or there, and I'm like, man, a lot of this spoke to me. And how can I bring this to the team? How can I bring this information and these new learnings to what I do at
0: Alaska? Awesome. Well, what are you, uh, what are you hoping to learn now? Like, oh, like, what are you what are you trying to work on? Uh, what are the what are some of the things that you want to be doing uh, in the future? Like, what's the future of yourself as a designer look like? And what are some of the challenges that you think you'll be facing?
1: Well, I'm always I'm am always looking upward, so I, I'm always you know looking for opportunities to hopefully one day lead and be able to mentor other designers. Because I mean, uh, other people have done that to me. So one thing that I must say is I'm not here because of my own will. Like I'm here for many reasons. And one of that is people that have poured into me as a person and have poured into me in my career and have encouraged me along the way. Right. Even when I, when I was down or when I was discouraged or like, no, Ryan, keep going. You know, I want to do that for other people, which I don't, you know, I don't have to be a manager or a director to do that. I can do that where I am now. But, I mean, I, I, there's a lot of research principles that I want to learn. There's UI stuff that I, I still have a lot of work to do on. And it's and, and still a lot of UX. I mean, I still have so much to learn. And that's, I think, one thing about being a designer is it's best to start at a place of humility and recognize that you don't know everything. And you never will, right? And if you start at that level, more often than not, you'll build great relationships with your colleagues and you'll establish that trust that we were talking
0: about earlier. Yeah, I think if you think that you know everything, you're probably obsolete. And <laughs> if you're if you think you're the smartest person in the room, you're definitely at the wrong in the wrong room. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Awesome. Well, Ryan, thanks for taking time to come out and be here in person and do this. I'm looking forward to having dinner and happy hour tonight. Yeah, me as well. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, awesome. How can people connect with you on the internet? On the internet?
1: Uh, you know, I'm an Instagram, Instagram guy. So I also have LinkedIn. I just set up a Twitter because you would ask me like in the, in the, in the up form to do this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I signed up for a Twitter and uh, did that, but I haven't posted anything, but yeah, my Instagram is W L S R Y N. And then you can just look up Ryan Wilson at Alaska on LinkedIn and you connect with me that way, but I'm always willing to have conversation. And you know, if, if anyone has any questions or about design or what does it look like to pursue a career in design, I'm, I'm happy to, to communicate that.
0: Awesome. Thanks again for stopping by. Check out Ryan's stuff, connect with him and also check out Alaska Airlines. See you next time.
1: Hustle is brought to you by Funsize, a digital service and product design agency that works with inspiring teams to uncover opportunities, evolve popular products, bring new businesses to market and prepare for the future. Learn more at funsize.co. I'm Esteban Marquez, a product designer at FunSize. We'll catch you next time.